0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Monday, May 20th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the engaged one at Tim Geddes. What's the most? How are you I- doing, Greg? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. How are you hanging in there? Because, of course, only the Twitch people understand this right now. Yeah. We are recording this an hour early. Mm-hmm. You are... A kryptonite is getting up to you. Exactly. That is, you can't do that. Let alone yeah, yeah, this yeah. early. How
1: are you feeling right now? I'm, I'm actually okay because I've been having trouble sleeping, which helped me this time. Interesting, because I was awake anyways. Oh, well, what time did I you get up today, up? or did you I, not sleep I, at all? I, I don't know. I slept. It's been on and off. Um, but the, the game is over, Craig.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's, that's what. Like, that's what you that's, couldn't sleep about. Yeah, game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. No spoilers. Just no like, spoilers. Oh my
1: god in my head check out of course kind of funny
0: in review recording right after this early as well yeah because we're going to the big flow flow that's That's right we're going to flow flow barrett can you get a google check do they call florida the flow flow the big flow flow thank you for googling it (laughs) throw this up full screen do they call florida the big flow flow sorry I didn't, oh, mean to, I didn't mean to stump you with that yeah, uh, yeah it's top of housekeeping I'll get to you right now ladies and gentlemen well you know what I'll do the whole thing and say, uh, we'll talk about flow flow in a second because of course this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show patreon.com slash kind of funny games uh, you can go there give us your questions comments concerns and everything else under the video game sun. then tune in to watch us record it live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny com slash you're wrong tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com we're listening on podcast services around the globe uh barrett do they call what do we got here throw it up do they call florida the big flow flow and then uh all about florida shepherd software no what is flow riders nationality that's not it flow and eddie doesn't look like that we can no. start it though. Yeah, we're going to start it. All right, so if you didn't know, housekeeping, uh, Greg and Tim are going to be in Florida this week, all week, for the Full Sail Hall of Fame. If you are at Full Sail, if you are going to the Hall of Fame, you can come hang out with us at our on-campus meet-and-greet Wednesday at 1 p.m. in Building 3 EB lobby. Uh, then at some other point during this week, mm-hmm. we're doing an Orlando meet-and-greet. Yes. We. Uh, last I heard, Joey had almost finalized the detail of the Wednesday venue. night is Wednesday what, night. We're, what we're targeting. Okay. And I,
1: that is, I'm saying, 95% chance it's yeah. Wednesday night. We're just trying to lock in, in a venue that can can have us, Sure, is willing to have us. And if not, then we'll it's just say— One look at Greg Miller's face. like, I don't know about this guy. We sure, got some you know, trouble he, here. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, exactly. They're like, yeah, whatever. Florida is putting up with Florida man every every day. All right? They can uh-huh. handle a Greg Miller Flo, once in a while. Flow. Flo, big flow flow. We are going to Orlando. We are excited. That's why we're doing everything earlier, because we have an earlier flight to get there. which still gets there at like 9.30 at night. Yeah. God, 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 do you
1: guys it. have a layover or something? Or? No, it's no, it's just it's we're Florida. going really
0: far across the country. We're going it's back true. in time. But what's very exciting, uh, no, we're going, going forward, forward, forward in time. time. What's very exciting, of course, is once we touch down, it's over. Greg Miller is officially United Silver Mileage Plus. Oh, shit. Right. I finally have earned back into status after our breakup I'm with Alaska so Airlines. I know, I know, I know. Meanwhile, it's taken a long time to get there. I'm like a peasant. I mean, steerage. And it sucks that then on the flight back, I'm not going to be able to talk to you. Oh, like, I won't even acknowledge you're alive because you suck and have no status That's uh, uh, true. If you're yeah. united, give us gold. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack, Tom, Bach, and Mohammed. Mohammed. Today, we're brought to you by Quip and Third Love, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be an incredibly jam-packed Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Six items. On the RUP report. A
1: does
0: dozen. And I'll get ahead of it now. I'm gonna drink the water now. Yeah, the long read there. Because I've been living on the iced coffee this morning so far, having a great time, very enjoyable, very excited. Mm-hmm. It's awesome when it's like, Jittery. "Cool, I got one show this week." Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Boop 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 boop. boop I can just boop, boop, I can spend all the energy here. It Doesn't even matter. Gah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, know I'm, what's gonna happen? Corey, here on gah, funny do games that daily. gift, but then put somebody's face here, Hay's face. Not that I I, I want to fight Shohei. Well, I'm just saying, like, but, but make them look like Zor Number one, Sony's deal with Microsoft blindsided its own PlayStation team. This is Yuji Nakamura and Dina Bass over at Bloomberg. I'm. This is a long read I'm going to give you here. And I'm just going to start off, never a good sign. <laughs> what? No, that it blindsided him? It's a long read. Uh, that it's a blind... Uh, no, sorry. That they blindsided him. Yeah, of course. I'm going to tell you right now, it's a long read. I'm going to give it to you here. We can stop. We can take breaks. We can go to the bathroom. On top of that, this is only set. I'm cherry picking from this article. Mm-hmm. This Bloomberg article is awesome. I encourage you all to go to Bloomberg and read it. Of course, last week, the world shocked when Sony and Microsoft came out. and were like, hey, we're Breaking partnering up during the show. Yeah, exactly. You and Fran covered it. I went back to watch. to See how you did. You did a great job, by the way. Thank you. Uh, but the, if you somehow missed it, what happened is Sony was like, guess what? We're going to work with Microsoft for cloud gaming stuff. So basically PlayStation now or whatever will be able to use the Azure cloud. I know that's not how I'm supposed to say it. Azure. 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 Azure mm-hmm. if, if Nick would have let me put up the chalkboard paint. This would have been really helpful, but don't, he doesn't do I it Don't I highly doubt that well, you know what Nick sucks and everybody knows a KFA it sucks. Let's get started Oh, I'm sorry. So that happened last week. We've talked about that obviously. However, Bloomberg does some great reporting here Not only at hey funny thing it totally caught PlayStation off guard Here's what the rumblings are inside of PlayStation. Here's who are gonna be could be winners and losers out of it It gives a lot of context Which is what I think we all missed last mm-hmm. week where it was a lot of I was in an argument Uh, back at Judges Week about it, where it was like, oh, well, this is totally going to affect crossplay." And I'm like, I really don't think so. It sounds like it's just, well, would did that? It was was so general last week, Bloomberg's got a whole bunch of context out of it. When Sony Corp unveiled the cloud gaming pact with arch-rival Microsoft Corp, it surprised the industry. Perhaps no one was more shocked than employees of Sony's PlayStation division, who have spent almost two decades fighting the U.S. software giant in the $38 billion video game console market. Last week, the companies announced a strategic partnership to co-develop game streaming technology and host some of PlayStation's online services on the Redmond-based company's Azure cloud platform. Did I nail it? Azure. Azure. Azure? Azure.
1: Remember the Dashers? Dashers commercial.
0: No. Okay. Uh, It comes after PlayStation spent seven years developing its own cloud gaming offering with limited success. Negotiations with Microsoft began last year and were handled directly by Sony's senior management in Tokyo, largely without the involvement of the PlayStation unit, according to people familiar with the matter. Staff at the gaming division were caught off guard by the news. Managers had to calm workers and assure them that plans for the company's next generation console weren't affected, said the people asking not to be identified discussing private matters. That difficult moment is part of a painful lesson that Sony and many other technology companies are facing as the world's leading cloud computing providers become more powerful. If you aren't spending billions of dollars a year on data centers, servers, and network gear, you can't keep up. Faster internet speeds are starting to allow games to be played remotely without the need for a local machine. That's a threat to PlayStation, which generates a third of Sony's profits. Microsoft's Xbox faces similar risks, But the software giant has the second-largest cloud service, so it has a strategic answer. The other leading cloud providers, Google and Amazon.com Inc., are building their own cloud gaming services. Realizing that his homegrown cloud service isn't going to cut it, Sony Chief Executive Officer Kenichiro Yoshida is being forced to collaborate rather than confront his old gaming nemesis. Quote, Sony feels threatened by this trend and the mighty Google and has decided to leave its network infrastructure build-up to Microsoft, said asymmetric advisors, analyst. nope, strategist uh, uh, Amir, and Varja Dead. Uh, why would they sleep with the enemy unless they feel threatened? Sony jumped 9.9% on Friday, the most in 18 months. The company has announced a record share buyback, but analysts point, pointed to Yoshida's speed in responding to a shifting video game industry as a positive factor. Sony became the first big video game company to enter the cloud market when it bought U.S. startup Gaikai Incorporated in 2012 for 30. I'm sorry, $380 million. Three years later, it was rolled out as PlayStation Now, letting users play games hosted on servers miles from their living rooms. The service has since attracted 700,000 paying subscribers, but a decision to host it in-house has led to ongoing complaints about choppy connectivity. The company's other online gaming service and main cash cow, PlayStation Network, enables multiple, I'm sorry, enables multiplayer matches on games running on the PlayStation 4 consoles. For now, that is still hosted by the other giant of cloud computing, Amazon Web Services. Sony and Amazon held talks last year for a deeper collaboration on cloud gaming, but couldn't agree on commercial terms, according to a person familiar with the matter. That led to Sony's discussions with Microsoft, that person said. Amazon is currently developing its own cloud gaming service, the information reported last year. The key question is who really wins from this partnership. Most analysts agree that, at least in the short to medium term, it's a positive for Sony. Cloud gaming isn't ready for prime time yet. When Google unveiled Stadia in March, some users reported mixed results, including delays in registering actions and reduced graphics quality. As Greg put the same paragraph twice over the long term, some are warning Sony could be the loser. Currently, it charges publishers like Electronic Arts Incorporated and Capcom uh, up to 30 percent of sales made through PlayStation consoles. But if streaming takes off, it will have to compete against Microsoft while paying its rival for cloud access. That could leave Sony struggling to stand out both on technical and pricing terms. Again, so much more there, yeah. but I loved the context here. Obviously, the fact that there's this tidbit that it totally caught PlayStation off guard that it was happening. They had a panic. Is still, everything's still normal? Yeah. I love the context here about short and long-term stuff, mm-hmm. things we wouldn't know, we can speculate on, but I always like when it's a big business thing involving stocks and yeah. higher-ups to have somebody in there on that thing. And then, of course, yeah, this idea that they're getting into bed because they do feel threatened by My Google. My
1: favorite line of the whole thing is, why would they sleep with the enemy unless they feel threatened? Like, is this Game of Thrones? Like, why are you being It is, concerned? right? Like right I mean, now. that's
0: how this all works, and I I appreciate them, you know, giving context to, or not even giving context. But I just think it's a great report. It's a really good. Hey, if you don't understand what's happening, you have missed a lot of this, including the Gaikai information. Three hundred eighty million dollars for Gaikai. Yeah. Here's where we are, and that's when you get to. All right, cool. What is this going to lead to in the end? I was saying this uh, last week when it, when it was breaking, but like this makes a lot
1: of sense for the future of video games. We need parity between uh, multiple. Console makers, game developers, uh, first parties, really is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, in order to be able to push the competition between third parties. You need to be able to have more places to put your third party games, or else it just becomes this exclusive battle. And while that sounds like a good thing, I don't think that it is for Mm. the industry. Mm. I feel like it's always important to have first party exclusive titles, um, and a handful of exclusive third party licensing deals here and there. But when there's a clear winner of why would I play games anywhere else when they are better here, that creates a situation where third party developers are gonna be like, well, we have a limited install base of totally. AAA titles that we can make. So it either needs to be absolutely worth it, or we're going to go to the other guys and make lesser titles. And that's where you get, I think, Switch things, or if PlayStation lost this fight, PlayStation, or Xbox lost the fight, PlayStation games. Um, and I just feel like that isn't what we as gamers are looking for, sure. um, especially as we're leading into next generation. You know, for the last decade, we've seen the growth of indie games and kind of the split. Um, where, where the bottom or the middle fell out of sure. the, the AA, double A's. It's starting to finally come back a little bit. Thanks, THQ Nordic. <laughs> and I, I feel like we want this kind of breadth of content, mm-hmm. this diversity of titles. And Not everything
0: needs to be a 60 hour
1: God of War AAA experience. But we want those and we want a 100%. lot of those. And I feel like we will lose a significant amount of them if third parties aren't incentivized to create them. And I feel like having a cloud based platform that are backbone. Um, is a, very more one, yes, a more unified one, a more simple one. This something is something that is, works is, across both things in the same way that we talked about for years. The cell processor of the yep. PlayStation limiting third-party titles or, or any developers having trouble, even first parties making games for the system. Yeah. Whereas uh, now we're moving towards this cloud future, and the more parity there is between the two, I think the better for gaming as a whole. Of course,
0: yeah, but it does get into this interesting thing of. How, if we're all doing the same stuff and using the same stuff, how do you differentiate anymore, right? And this does... You said it yourself. If there's one clear runaway, this is the best pace, place to play, right? As we see mm. Xbox we slide across the backdrop here. Like, I'm still... i still putting my chips on the Xbox side of the table for Here's next the game. gen.
1: There's, what the answer to your question is simple. It's games. Yeah. And, and right now, Microsoft doesn't have those. It is PlayStation with the exclusive games, and Microsoft needs to bring that. And none of this other stuff matters if they don't have that. But... It all starts to fall apart if that's the only thing people are buying it for. For years, people say, oh, you're only buying a Nintendo system for first-party Nintendo games. And I would argue that that is probably true. But we're finally at a point where there are enough first-party Nintendo games consistently coming out that it is worth the cheaper entry point that the Switch provides. At what point is it not worth it if PlayStation only had Last of Us and Days Gone and Detroit? Like, only the first-party titles. It'd be worth it to a lot of people, but I don't think enough to be able to, you know, tell Sony we need to keep making these games. Everything could change so quickly if they fall back a little bit too quickly. And I think that Microsoft is making a lot of good calls And all of this. Everything that we've been hearing the last couple of months, them talking about Xbox Live on Switch, Cuphead coming to Switch, seeing them do this. I really feel like we are seeing Microsoft gear up to be a service, not a hardware manufacturer manufacturer they want to be the Netflix they want to eventually have PlayStation games on their their system and that that's the ultimate ultimate win right sure do you think we ever get there I do yeah I, I mean I I don't think it's going to be overnight but I think that if they are smart and you keep think building next generation way, yeah. yeah I mean I I feel there's a couple key Questions we need answered about next gen first for me to say that it's not just going to be by the end of next gen or by some time next gen. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if Xbox just becomes this platform and it's like they have Xbox systems, but their goal isn't selling the systems. It's selling the service. The systems are just kind of the nice way to get people to understand. That they're still in the. You
0: buy this box, this yeah. whatever hundred dollar box. If it's the super cheap Scarlet, the more expensive if you want the four K thing. But and that's the way to do it. If you had nothing else, yeah, I agree with you that I think the way Xbox is building, and we've talked about it before, right? Where I do believe that they're going to figure out how to get onto Switch for sure and have the streaming service there. Uh, you know, this Xbox uh, or uh, Project XCloud, get it there and have it there, and then it becomes like cool. Where else can we get it? How else mm-hmm. can we get it? And if they do, if it. Actually works the way they talk about in that video right where it is that you can stream it to an iPad or, you can, or a tablet You can stream it to a phone. I'm sure Apple's gonna get in the way of this Then yeah, then it is that is their future That is what they're building for and yeah It'd be nice to have that you go buy an Xbox to do it But they really don't give a shit in the long run as long as they're making money off of that service right It mm-hmm. becomes a steam situation yeah. where Steam doesn't give a shit where you play your steam games as yep. long as you're playing steam They don't, that's why they don't make PCs. They just make the service and put it everywhere Yeah, and so yeah if they can get to that point where I don't, I don't even know I, it'd be interesting, but yeah the end of next generation, right? I feel like that's what this we've talked about the digital future and we talk about streaming more than ever uh, I think even usurping the digital future we talked about or accelerating it, I guess the evolution of it
1: Yeah, being with it. I feel that this yeah. is
0: this next generation is going to be the wheels finally lifting off mm-hmm. of Like here's where we're going the plane is taking off and or at least trying to does it crash before it even gets I mean, you know, I would argue we took off This generation, yeah, I mean, like, look at the the percentage sales of digital titles. Sure, sure, fair. I just mean getting into a real situation where I think at the end of that, at the end of the next generation, or closing in, we'll be in a. We'll know more. We're gonna know what Microsoft's doing. We're gonna know what's happening. I think we're further
1: along though than than that because when we when we look at. The last generation, this generation of, of games going on, compared to the last generation where online gaming was sure, then, compared to fair. where online gaming is now, right? And we look at where we're at now with where Xbox Games Pass is already. Yeah, I feel like you're right. It's going to be a, a much quicker acceleration to to get up there, and it there is just a lot of infrastructure questions that need to be answered. And it sounds like Azure is one of the things that is going. It's, it's going to answer them, you know. Yeah, uh, is I, that answer good I, enough? I am I'm going to imagine it is. Oh, God, I hope
0: so. Right? And and I, I I've hope said this before, and I've be, I know I'm beating a dead horse on it. But like, I like we're getting ready to go to Florida today, right? In my backpacks, the PlayStation Four and the game screen, like I and my iPad i i pray that like yeah five years from now it is that it's just a controller in the ipad mm-hmm. and i can stream whatever i want to it and i'm using azure servers and i'm beaming it all perfectly 5G. and it's all great yeah because that's the thing you know i I, w- I uh i was struggling with the hotel wi-fi for my playstation Four to play division or stuff and it wasn't even the struggle of uh the speeds it was the struggle of logging in and getting it to work and, and i and i of course tweeted about it or something somebody's like oh man well you know Google Stadia right making fun of like streaming future or whatever, but it's still like well. No, that's not the problem, right? It's the or I was trying to remote play it It doesn't matter but it's the idea of like when it actually gets there and it is actually here and it is communicating to these Super fast servers and it only needs a little bit of them You know, whatever five bits up five bits down or whatever That's a different situation than where it is right now where I'm trying mm-hmm. to beam the whole fucking game over this crappy thing And then ping a server and do these different things.
1: I remember a time where I dreamt of being able to look at GameFAQs forums on my phone and yeah. I had a, a flip phone that had internet, and you could go, but it was really shitty and, and bad. And here we are now, yeah. where I can watch 1080p videos on YouTube within seconds, movies, anything that I want, right? Things are just moving so much faster than they ever have before, and it all stacks on top of each other. And I really feel that I understand there's a lot of doubt about these cloud-based gaming systems working. I think that they are going to work a lot sooner than people are giving it credit for. And Agreed. I think that these moves are important. I will say it is very concerning that key PlayStation people didn't know. I wonder who That's they are. And so
0: classic PlayStation. Yeah. I'm sorry, classic Sony. I shouldn't mm-hmm. even put on PlayStation. Everything I've ever understood on the record, off the record, on background, whatever, is that Sony is such a siloed place that mm-hmm. nobody talks to anybody. Same thing where we talk about all the time, where that Sony music division started making games or whatever and putting them everywhere, and they're like, what? How the fuck did we not know? Why? What? Like, it's yeah.
1: mind-boggling. It is. And, I, you know, this, this article uh, is interesting because it... We need to know who these people are and what they actually do or don't know. Sure. And if the key people that need to know, know. Does Sean if it is Layden as, know? Yeah, yeah. If it is as simple as like they've been working on this plan and it's like they've been having people work on what a cloud thing could look like, whatever. Now it is just a matter of switching it over to this. I yeah. know it's not that simple, but like all things considered. It could kind of be, right? Like where your That's servers it. are, exactly. where your information is living. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. we're idiots. Uh, it's one of those things where this could be a like, uh, oh, or it could just be like, no, you just didn't need to know this information yet. Yeah. Not yeah. everyone knows everything. Yeah, um, But again, I think it's good and I think that it's very important that it's so public that Sony and Microsoft arch rivals are partnering up for this it's like this is going to be good for the future of games
0: i it's interesting where i think they talk about it here right of over the long term some are warning sony could be the loser currently it charges publishers like electronic arts and capcom 30 percent of sales made through playstation consoles but if streaming takes off it would have to compete against microsoft while paying for its rival class I really don't think that's going to be that's, losing. You got to pay somebody anywhere. Exactly. You got to pay somebody to s- s- stream any of this stuff. Like, does it really matter? No, it doesn't. Because it, at the end of the day, it's not. We always talk
1: about this winning and losing. In this, is a silly thing. Are you being profitable and making money? Yeah. Like. If PlayStation's paying licensing stuff to Microsoft to use the shit, is that like, cool? Great, Microsoft's getting money. And, uh, hopefully, going into their games. And EA
0: and Capcom would still be playing for or paying to get the game on PlayStation. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's not like they're not making money. Currently, it charges publishers like EA and Capcom up to thirty percent of sales made through PlayStation consoles. And there, when they say that, are we talking digital or is that everywhere? I don't even know what the retail breakdown well, there's not is on digital. So. There, yeah, exactly. So I mean. I think they have to worry about streaming. So you have to worry about your profits being cut into anyway. I mean, but dude, like, look
1: at the record industry, right? When Napster happened, then that resulted in iTunes and iTunes changed everything. And yeah, then all of a sudden people have to give the money to iTunes when before they had to give it to uh, random ass record distributors. So it's like, it's going to go somewhere. And it, the, this is an interesting thing where it's going to their. Direct competitor, yeah, in quotes. But Microsoft, it, like the the, the thing m- is, sales Xbox aren't. PlayStation, playing. Sony, Microsoft are such different conversations. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like Microsoft and Sony, I wouldn't necessarily call them arch rivals in any sense besides video games. Sure, they're both console manu- or uh, PC manufacturers, or at least have been. Nobody's Sony out there buying out. a Sony you, PC. You, you don't hit uh, on the bio. Okay? It, had it, it had its <laughs> moment. It had Um But yeah, whatever. This is good news. I think it's
0: gonna be interesting number two speaking of sony sony launches a games to film slash tv division with playstation this is patrick shanley over at the hollywood reporter uh sony interactive entertainment has launched playstation productions a production studio that will mine the company's extensive catalog of video game titles for film and television the new enterprise headed by asad Quizzlebash, and overseen by Chairman of Worldwide Studios at S.I.E. Sean Layden is already in production on its first slate of projects and has set up shop on the Sony Pictures lot in Culver City. Whoa, whoa! You haven't heard it. You haven't heard it. "Quote: We've got 25 years of game development experience, and that's created 25 years of great games, franchises, and story." Sean Layden tells the Hollywood Reporter, "We feel that now is a good time to look at other media opportunities across streaming or film or television to give our worlds life in another spectrum." End quote. Then we're jumping over to Assad. Instead of licensing R.I.P. out to studios, we felt the better approach was for us to develop and produce for ourselves one because we're more familiar but also because we know what the playstation community loves and quotes sony pictures a sister company will help with distribution but production of projects will be handled by playstation productions firsthand not licensed out as is the case with similar enterprises at other game companies Back to Sean, quote, we looked at what Marvel has done in taking the world of comic books and making it into the biggest thing in the film world. It would be a lofty goal to say we're following in their footsteps, but certainly we're taking inspiration from that. We want to create an opportunity for fans of our games to have more touch points with our franchises. This is still Sean. When fans beat a 40 to 50 hour game and have to wait three to four years for a sequel, we want to give them places they can go and still have more of that experience to see the characters they love evolve in different ways. And you're gonna sit here and
1: boo that, ladies and gentlemen. I know that you're looking forward to a trailer for the next God of War, but uh, here is a trailer for Powers. You can watch it soon on your PlayStation video oh, game console. Fuck. That it, wasn't. Ba- I was. Ba- I, ba-
0: boo! Yeah. That's boo! That's superfluous information. No, it's not. That was a comic book. That was them trying something. They Sean Layden. Yeah. Talking about this right now. Yeah. No. Maybe somebody
1: else. Not Sean fucking Lane. He's the face of SIE. Great. Then don't be doing this then. this. Here's the thing. In a perfect world, I love this news. Yeah. We see how this is going to go. This is a distraction. This is hubris, Greg. This is the beginning of a downfall. This is a dark timeline. This is not going to work out. Dapper the moment Steven they start talking about Marvel, it's like you are just chasing this fucking high.
0: Dapper Steven with pH writes into patreon.com slash kinda games. is hello there, KFGD. Has the day finally come for us to have a good video game movie? Can PlayStation Productions finally crack the code on how to bring them to life without all the woes of other games and movies are known for? As we are gamers, always going... As we... Are we as gamers, in quotes, always going to hate on these type of adaptations no matter the quality because we can't separate that feeling we get from an interactive experience of playing them to the passive experience of watching them? Or will we be able to separate those biases like we have with comic books to movies and be able to bring in a new era of awesome movies like Marvel has done over the past decade?
1: Detective Pikachu, man. It just happened and it was a success and it worked. And it didn't work because it was made by Nintendo and only they understand the characters. Other people can understand the characters and what matters to gamers. It's the world. It's the world. You need to know how to make a movie, though, and I think that is the the key difference. You can't just be like, well, we got half of this. Here's the thing about it.
0: Is of course anytime anybody's like, we want to make a, a game, a movie, or a, a TV show out of this video game. It's like, oh god, here we go. You know what I mean? Because we waiting on the crazy time. We've movie. been burned so many times. Maybe this Witcher Netflix series, right, which is based on the novels, and I know every. No, but out. that's that is right.
1: Like th- this is such backwards news to me, where it's like in a world where we in have Netflix, we yeah. have HBO. Yeah, yeah, they are hungry for this content. Give it to them.
0: I hear you, and hopefully this isn't the total ship sailing on that i know they talk about trying to it's more that they're handling it internally which i like Mm -hmm. because i don't like the idea of when they were trying to get this uncharted movie going and they still are you know and trying to get the last of us movie going right and it was that thing where they'll have a meeting with neil Druckmann, but he's not directly involved with it and he fucks off Now, granted neil a video game maker not a movie maker i feel like don't get me wrong will this ever bear fruit I bet we get, like, maybe one or two weird animated shorts of Ratchet and Clank or some shit like that, right?
1: Well, here's the thing. It's, like, it's... (laughs) You can't talk about Marvel. Like, first off, that is... The moment you do that, I get it. That's great goals, like... Yeah, Good yeah, for you. Don't actually say that, though, because that just shows that you're just money hungry, looking for the it thing that you could just keep, like, keep making money off. Second off, it reminds me of Marvel in a different way where they would have never started with Iron Man if they had X-Men and Spider-Man at their utility belts. And guess what? They're making an Uncharted movie. Last of Us is being made. Ratchet and Clank already happened.
0: What are we going to start with with PlayStation Resistance? Uh Medieval. Tie into punk. the remaster, you idiot! God damn
1: it, you're right. A, 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 a Pat upon, Pat upon kids show?
0: Come on, now oh, you talking about it. Man, and that's yeah. the thing is, like, you want to sit here and shit all over it. If we wanted to boot up, uh, uh, Barrett, turn on the PlayStation 4. Boot up PlayStation uh, All Stars Battle Royale for me uh, right now. All right, and we can go in there and we can look at it. We can see this the, the lineage, the history, of yeah, big planet, the show. Yeah, exactly.
1: Here's the thing, I love this idea if we get a PlayStation cinematic universe that actually works and builds upon itself. I can't even finish the sentence. This isn't fucking happening.
0: Do you think yeah, that's the thing. Do you think we'll get anything out of it? I think
1: we're gonna get a lot of annoying ass things that get in the way of trailers that we want to see. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can you did not see this at a press conference? How they talk about this?
0: I don't. I mean. Remember yes. the Rabbits commercials no, during the
1: Ubisoft conference? Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, those? no,
0: I remember. I remember. Uh, yeah, I don't... I hold out no hope for it getting to anything good. I don't... It's, you bring up the best point, right? Is I feel like you your PlayStation, you don't know how to make movies, right? So, like, why get involved with that? I still think when you look at uh marvel games that was one of my favorite thing right in terms of when they announced marvel games right it was that cool we're not building an in-house development team we're building a team of people who know how to make games and then partnering with studios that make great games exactly that's what
1: it is that is the opposite of this that's marvel studios being like we make movies and it's working we want to make games but we don't do that let's partner with the right people this sounds like the opposite having said that sony does have film divisions yeah,
0: well, yeah. A the Film division. So Sony like, Pictures, a the sister company, will help with distribution, but production of the projects is handled by PlayStation Productions firsthand. Okay, so then, yeah. not licensed out, as is the case with, <laughs> not licensed right. out, as it is the case with similar enterprises at other game companies. Cool. This so it does awesome. sound like they're going to try to do it all in house, which doesn't. It sounds like it's going to take what five years to spin up a studio that can do this stuff. Now I haven't seen it yet. They did
1: just make Raising Kratos,
0: the documentary. Yeah, that's that a great that point. Is really good. Yeah, and
1: that that might have been a kind of like test bed situation here. Sure, Documentaries, easier to make than narrative TV series. Right. But Daniel Dwyer, dumb as a box of rocks, but he makes a good documentary. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, Kids in the chat make a good point as well. Knack, there you go. Fuck, dude.
0: Yeah, dude, that can change everything. The tides will turn. That's what I was always, oh, Knack's a fun platformer for kids. They make some kind of VeggieTales Knack This is what they were building towards. Exactly, yeah. This is is what Cerny's vision was the entire time. (laughs) God bless you, good luck. Matt! Penza does get the final word, though. Tim Geddes. He wrote into Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. It says, I can't help but see this as a reaction to how well Nintendo's IP, Detective Pikachu, recently did in theaters and Sega's IP, Sonic the Hedgehog, getting buzz in the recent trailer, <laughs> even though it was mostly negative. Uh, nevertheless, my question is, what Sony IP do you believe they will try out first? on the big screen personally i think with all the success that crash bandicoot has gotten over the insane trilogy along with crash team racing coming out soon that a crash movie would make sense it appeals to the nostalgia factor for older folks and also will probably be more for kids of a kids movie to appeal to them however i'm not totally sure how sony can make a crash movie because i think activision actually owns the crash ip so don't kill me in the comments for you're wrong
1: yeah uh crash was recently featured in the skylanders cartoon on netflix that went over well did it or no? I
0: don't know. No, Didn't even no. care about the Skylanders cartoon. Or
1: it- little kids, yeah, yeah. It was like it was a little kid. So why thing. are you in there? Why are you in so, there
0: shitting about it? What do you care? are I'm you caring? I'm
1: just not. No, I'm, I'm just saying. It's like like they're they're doing this. Okay. Like this happens. It's what like, do you think the first this Sony? Is, IP this was? is happening for the audience that it should be happening for. We don't need a Crash Bandicoot movie in the same way that the Sonic movie. It's like, what are you doing? Like, if you're going to make a Sonic movie, don't do this. Like, he's in the real world and blah, blah, blah. No, d- what the fuck? Make a Sonic movie. Make a movie based on Sonic and the characters. I feel like Detective Pikachu worked because it wasn't about Pikachu. It was about the world. Sure. You know? Yeah. And like, they, they had that. A movie about Crash Bandicoot? I don't know. <laughs> no.
0: What, what do you think? What, what do you think, Sony? What, what's the first thing they're going to announce? What is uh, PlayStation I, I Production Studio going to announce? I, I really if, don't know, man. I think, yeah. PlayStation Productions, first thing, I think will have to be an animated something or other. But it's like, I don't think that that does anything. That's not enough. They did
1: Ratchet & Clank. That was a major movie, you know? Yeah. Like, that was in theaters. It had a promotional push as a theatrical release, like, yeah. meaning something more than just, oh, we made a cartoon, you sure, know?
0: Sure, But and again, like, it could have been more successful if PlayStation Productions did it. You know what I'm saying? I don't, no. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I was, like, looking forward to Ratchet & Clank because it looked
1: decent it looked like it was ratchet and clank as a movie and it was it just wasn't the best parts it was kind of like a weird it just didn't hit the highs that the game did yeah right yeah but i don't think that was the fault of playstation not being involved
0: i don't know what the right would
1: be yeah
0: i think it'll be animated because i think that's quicker to turn around i mean i don't think that's that's true true. but i but i mean what i i don't no, I think if you and I started a production studio tomorrow, we're not going to, I don't think, launch into it. We're going to make a full-length fake f- feature g- film, God of War. You know what I mean?
1: I don't know. The fact that they're making it this big of a, a of a thing, and that they're launching this, does tell me that they need that they want to start off with something huge. You think so? So I feel like the first announcement is that they're taking over whatever Uncharted movie is already in production. That just doesn't work. You don't. You can't just do that. <laughs> I mean,
0: they couldn't. Do, like, thinking, working, that movie's never going to happen. So exactly. Who cares?
1: Whoever's been fucking working, at it, uh, working on it can't just do that because it hasn't fucking come out yet maybe
0: they do last of us maybe they they rest you know the the thing that's just been gestating forever maisie williams was attached to it like I mean, in, when that, we were at ign
1: that, that's being like uh oh well marvel like hey they're fucking up spider-man so marvel's just
0: gonna do it it's like that's just not how it but works but it's in sony pictures already if it's just sitting there on ice nobody cares about it you know what i mean yeah. if not then god yeah, of war eh, all right. do a god of war movie yeah. And I'm not saying do a God of War movie. I'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying please close this down and stop trying to make all these things into movies that are never good. Yeah. But I could see God of War being in the movie. Yes. If are you, are we want to start big, you want to come on swinging? huh? My boy DP. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. They are, <laughs> they are good sometimes, my boy DP. Like, <gasps> what? Double penetration.
1: I I thought Deadpool. I was like, what? (laughs) What point are you trying to make? There you go. We'll see,
0: ladies and gentlemen. Keep holding your breath for all these movies that get announced and never fucking go anywhere. Number three, Tim. Would you be shocked to know the Switch has outsold the PlayStation 4 in Japan for lifetime sales? I would not, because we covered this on Friday. Everybody, go listen to Friday. Wait, Friday's? I was on Friday's episode, so Thursday's episode? Really? All right. well Mm -hmm. there you go then. Listen to Thursday's episode. I I thought I was finally clear of it. My apologies. Number four! Is there Call of Duty turmoil? This is from Jason Schreier over at Kotaku, who reports Next year's Call of Duty has gone through a major upheaval. As publisher Activision informed developers this week that studios Raven and Sledgehammer, which had until now led the project, will no longer be in charge. Instead, according to three people familiar with the goings-ons at the companies, Treyarch will lead development on a new Black Ops for 2020. It's a significant shift for Activision's massive first-person shooter franchise, which is one of the most lucrative video game series on the planet. Every fall for the past 15 years, Activision has put out a new Call of Duty game, supported by a stable of different developers, who rotated duties as required. Since 2012, Activision has followed a 3-year cycle for its three lead studios: Infinity Ward, Treyarch, and Sledgehammer. For 2020, Activision had originally switched things up, assigning the Wisconsin-based support studio Raven to take a leadership role alongside Sledgehammer to make a Call of Duty game set in the Cold War parentheses (likely involving Vietnam). As of very recently, that's changed. Now Treyarch, based in so- Sony or I'm sorry, <laughs> based in Santa Monica, California, is in charge of leading Call of Duty Black Ops 5 for 2020. According to those briefed on the overhaul, Treyarch will take creative leadership on this new Black Ops, while Raven and Sledgehammer will serve as support studios for the game, transforming the work they've done on their own single-player story mode into a campaign for Black Ops 5, which will also be set during the Cold War. Uh, This may be a welcome return to fans who criticize lack of campaign in Black Ops 4. It will likely be a cross-gen game to coincide with the launch of the next PlayStation and Xbox, which are expected to launch in the fall of 2020. What this means is rather than getting three years to make the next game after Black Ops 4, Treyarch will have just two.
1: So I saw this article this weekend from Jason, and uh, it made me realize a key thing, which is for all my years in this industry, I'll still never understand the Call of Duty Who's making what oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, yeah it's just like i feel like i should have that just like i that's what i'd have on my whiteboard sure yeah um this information is interesting that they'd be breaking the the chain of how they've normally done it and then shortening some development cycle Shortening development cycle but it also kind of sounds like if Sledgehammer's then going to be handling the single player that they've been working on this is giving Treyarch two years to make just multiplayer right instead of three
0: well now Treyarch is in this thing would be coming they're coming into it brand new and taking mm-hmm. over where it was they weren't involved ever with it in terms of what's supposed to be the black ops for 2020 okay, so Treyarch made last year's right that was black ops for correct was multiplayer only right then so then infinity war is, or in ward is going to be the next one which as Jason points out and this is just probably going to be another modern warfare and mm-hmm. then the next one would be sledgehammer back on from doing world war two or world no that's right called. yeah world war two right Yes, but so now it is looking like
1: instead of that it's going to be black ops 5 with a single player mode made by sledgehammer yeah and multiplayer made by the same people same team that just
0: made black ops 4 who right came out last year now you're getting into the weeds here i should we need it now we need a flow chart to yeah. figure out what you're talking but about I mean,
1: i'm right about what i'm saying okay but, uh so yeah it's like it is less development time but i also feel like it's they're going to re- significantly work off of what they've they have from right because
0: according to those briefs, yeah, Treyarch will take creative leadership. Uh, what the hell's going on in the other room? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and then transforming the work they've done on their own single player story mode into a campaign for Black Ops Five. Yeah, so it's like now Treyarch. See, it's creative leadership. So it's like Treyarch. According to this, what's happening is Treyarch's coming in. Saying, "All right, cool. Here's what we're actually going to do," and then taking what you already have and merging it into their own thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's not like track will take creative leadership on this new Black Ops. Raven and Sledgehammer will serve as support studios for the game, mm-hmm. transforming the work they've done on their own single player story into a campaign for Black Ops Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it being cross
1: gen is interesting too. That of course, like, that that, of that's just
0: like Ghosts was back in the yeah, day. Yeah,
1: but I mean that you know is just more evidence leading to a fall 2020 release for the next gen consoles
0: yeah it's a weird complicated story Mm -hmm. and it's all based on rumor and speculation obviously jason's you know sources on the inside
1: yeah i mean i wonder what this means why uh there's multiple things one could be the decline in sales in call of duty that still are astronomical and ridiculous just not on the same track they used to be um and on top of that you know all the kind of creative shakeups that were happening with sledgehammer the last couple years because wasn't it last year that the the top dudes left
0: sledgehammer yeah yeah jason i've obviously cherry picking article he brings up the fact that uh michael condry and yeah. Jen, uh, glenn schofield left as well schofield mm-hmm. schofield uh left last year yeah or whatever. yeah interesting it is it's one of those things it's a call of duty thing it's just an interesting rumble or interesting rumor at that point honestly it's interesting to me because it's like all right so what
1: what are the learnings here? What are the findings? Where they're it seems like they're like oh shit we fucked up not having single player, but it also kind of just feels like they're just grasping at whatever. Like just put single player this, one player that. We'll just put them together, and uh, that's what. And that's an interesting
0: want. wrinkle to it too, where you're talking about yeah, how you know this may you know it came in for Black Ops Five, which maybe said during the Cold War. Hmm 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 hmm. Mm, mm, mm. So that's the thing here, right? Is that The game, basically, Black Ops 5 is being pushed up a year, Mm -hmm. right? That's what we're talking about here, is that according to this, it would have been that Sledge and Treyarch were working on their own Call of Duty game, X, what we're going to call it, right? And now, they're like, no, you're not. We're going to have Treyarch come in and take their Black Ops 5 and apply it to this and take that vision towards the future
1: on this. So it sounds like two games are becoming one, those two games being multiplayer and single player
0: interesting you're right yeah because it's not it's staying away from talking about it in terms of a multiplayer focus but that doesn't surprise I what's I guess it does surprise me because I felt like what, it was an interesting idea to have everybody have their own little thing, right? You have your own little niche. Mm-hmm. And where it was like, all right, cool. Black Ops is an established brand. It's going to look like this. Now it's multiplayer. If that worked out well for four, five will go on that same track, right? Mm-hmm. Sledgehammer just did uh, World War II, right? Are they going to continue being the past one? Mm-hmm. Uh, Infinity Ward is going to be the modern one, right? The one that's happening in current times with their crazy timeline and stuff like that. They did that.
1: Ghost, right? So Ghost, Modern Warfare, Advanced Warfare.
0: Inf- infinite, infinite Warfare? No, they didn't yeah. do advance. They did Infinite. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm talking about.
0: I See, I don't. No, no, we're not Call of Duty guys. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I know. they will switch off. Keeping up. Jason had it in his article. A nice, a uh, little rundown of it. Here we we'll go. J- Call.
1: Of My, the, the bigger Duty. question to me is, what does this mean for Call of Duty? Are we go- Are we seeing the assassins creedization of Call of Duty? Are they going to stop being annual? Is this the stop gap where they're like,
0: hey, we're good? Get- we're you think they push they push Black Ops Five up, to up so then push out? Yeah, per- I don't know. Per Mayhaps. Uh, here we go. So let's let's just go through it, just so we have the, the record straight. Twenty twelve, Treyarch, Black Ops two. Twenty thirteen, Infinity Ward, Ghost. 2014 Sledgehammer, Advanced Warfare. Twenty fifteen, Treyarch, Black Ops three. Twenty sixteen, Infinity Ward, Infinite Warfare. Mm-hmm. Twenty seventeen, Sledgehammer, World War two. Twenty eighteen, Black Ops three. Twenty nineteen, Infinity. Now, according to Jason, Infinity War. Or no, I'm sorry, no, no. 2019 Infinity Ward and the Jason has unannounced, but at this point, it's basically an open secret that it's a new modern warfare. Cool so I all that. Ron though wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says the Kotaku report on Call of Duty mentioned black ops black ops Four's declining numbers And do you think the over monetization may be the case? In every other multiplayer game, players get free content supported by loot boxes, skins, etc. But Call of Duty has all that while still requiring the purchase of a season pass for any new maps. Activision is trying to have its cake and eat it too. Ron. No. I don't think that's the problem. Yeah, I mean, you know. I think the declining sales, this is the part of the conversation I was more adept and ready to talk about. The declining sales of Call of Duty are just the fact that Call of Duty is no longer the phenomenon it once was. It isn't a game. I mean, remember, Call of Duty used to like stop the world when it came out, right? And you know, the same thing with Madden back in the day. Mm-hmm. There's just too much competition now. Who who uh, you can get excited for this? But Fortnite, Apex, there's a million free to play games out there that are doing, are giving you a great experience. Different, sure, yeah. But it used to be COD was the place to go be competitive and go play, and they've lost that. And yeah, I do think that you know Black Ops Four, you know Black Ops Four is declining numbers. Yeah, the barrier to entry of, hey, cool, it's a multiplayer-only game with a whole suite of content and a whole bunch of shit to do is cool. But there's so many free-to-play games that are updating, if not daily or weekly, updating more frequently in a way that here there's no barrier to entry. When, whenever Apex Legends drops Season 2, right, that, that's going to explode. People are going to run out of and be playing it and talking about it and streaming it and all this stuff. Trying to drum up support for a game that is paywalled at $60, not even microtransaction, is so much harder. Having said that, though, they lost it. It's the same conversation we have with Microsoft
1: and Sony, where it's like, okay, Xbox is number two. It's still sold better than the Xbox 360. It's still Mm -hmm. selling extremely well. Call of Duty is still ridiculously successful. 100%. I'm not taking away from it. you know, it's just like there is more competition, but I, I do feel like it needs to be said, like, these games are still making ridiculous amounts of money and pushing the games industry forward.
0: Number five. A short and sweet one for you, for a big day. Console players finally beat the Division 2 raid over the weekend. Oh, damn it. I think this is Kotaku. Uh, Barrett, give me a Google on that. Three days after its release, the Division 2's 8-player raid is no longer unbeaten on consoles. The game's PlayStation 4 leaderboards show that two 8-player teams have cleared it. The first clocking in at 30, over 36 hours. The second at nearly 20 hours. Who wrote it, Barrett? Um, it's Kotaku. It's... Yeah, it's Kotaku. It's
1: Steven Totillo.
0: Oh great Steven uh, the Xbox one leaderboard shows a team clearing it in 17 minutes. No 17 hours. My apologies A Team of PC players first cleared the raid when it launched on Thursday battling through its four boss battle encounters inside and outside of a Fictional Washington DC Airport in just over five hours console leaderboards However, have been blank for days PC players. Meanwhile are now romping through the raid The initial five-hour completion time has long since been shattered players on that platform are now clearing it in under 24 minutes just an update to that. If you listen to the games cast that we recorded last week, now available everywhere, we ended with a bunch of Division Raid two talk, uh, Division two raid talk. As we were like, "Hey, we're gonna play it tonight." it's all fucked up <laughs> what's going on and it like steven's article it actually has a whole bunch of quotes and polls from the people who beat it on console saying no no it's not a thing you can do this you just need to do this that and the other a little bit different it still seems like it's super super hard mm-hmm. which again i'm not against but i'm not i don't have a loadout bill me and Fra- me fran and the kind of funny clan played uh all friday night from what six to eleven thirty doing the raid and we never got the first boss past I think we the most we ever got was two of his little bars knocked down, but he healed so quickly But the conversation in steven's article with the people who beat it were It's not even so much you need a crazy loadout as much as you just need to communicate yeah. be on a very specific way, and so we'll see as that cool. continue raids are cool They are cool, and I'm looking forward to beating it ten years from now. number six <laughs> There's been a Doctor Who VR game announced. This is Matt Perslow over at IGN. Doctor Who The Edge of Time casts you time. as a friend of the Doctor, portrayed by the current incarnation, Jodie Whittaker, attempting to find and rescue the Time Lord from Damn. nefarious forces. Thankfully, you're armed with her sonic screwdriver, which will come in handy for her vari- for the variety of puzzles the game throws at you. Described as feature length, Doctor Who The Edge of Time will span several hours and pit you against the Dar- Daleks. Daleks. Daleks? Uh, these are the guys who... Wait, hold on. Uh, not, 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 not intruder alert. Exterminate, exterminate. exterminate. Yes. All my Doctor Who knowledge is based on Lego dimensions, and I'm feeling pretty right, confident. All right, all right. Uh, the Weeping Angels, who are the guys? They, they jump around. I remember, though. You close your eyes, or it or, goes dark, yeah, and they move.
1: If you look away from them, they move.
0: They're like booze. Uh, The brand new monster and brand new monsters as you attempt to recover a collection of time crystals that will help repair space time. As you can imagine, this will require you to pilot the TARDIS and travel to a variety of worlds and time periods. The game, which May's theory compares more to interactive television and immersive theater than a classic video game, will be available this September for PlayStation VR, Oculus Rift, HTC Vive, and Vive Cosmos. Cosmos. Dope. Cool. Tim,
1: I don't want to hear a fucking word about you talking shit about uh, the Weeping Angels, Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm I don't not. hear it either. Hey, you, you right. doctor
1: hooligans? That's what you call yourselves, right? They do call them hooligans. God do they really? It. No. Oh, no. uh, damn it. <laughs>
0: Whoville. Whovi- Whovians. Whovians. Hooligans. I'm going to go with hooligans. Yeah. Uh, Tim. Yeah, I'm excited for this Doctor Who VR game to come mm-hmm. out and be uh, an interactive television or immersive theater experience. Okay, <laughs> let's see how much fun this one is, like that Planet of the Apes game. Uh, but it's still so far away. If I wanted something more pertinent, like what was coming to the mom and pop shop today, where would I go? The
1: official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday.
0: do 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 yeah. Before I tell you about the games, let me tell you about our sponsors. First up, it's Quip. It's time for spring cleaning and Quip's got an easy way to start with brushing habits Uh, just two minutes twice a day can help pave the way to a healthier mouth and mind and now the whole family can get refreshed with quip the new kids quip has the same two minute timer and guiding pulses as our original version with no childish gimmicks so they can brush like a grown-up the new brush is the same as our original version just tweaked for size down mouths kids are inspired to brush their teeth better and more often With oral care that looks and feels like the products the adults use in their life, and they're proud to use Quip, help them develop a grown-up routine without childish gimmicks. Uh, It has kid-friendly features like a small brush head, watermelon anti-cavity toothpaste, and a rubber grip handle in colors the little ones will love why should you use quip well there's a built-in timer that pulses every two every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and help you evenly clean your entire mouth because 90 percent of us don't brush for the full two minutes and don't clean evenly brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just five dollars a frame reminder when it's time to refresh and stay committed to your oral health yeah yeah today me and you in hours are about to fly to florida guess what I got my
1: Quip, and I was very excited today to take my toothbrush, yeah. take the little travel holder, yeah. flip it the other way, put them together, boom. i wrote I'm the d- travel right You
0: know I wrote the doc for the people who are doing the show without me. This is what I put in here. You know Greg loves Quip. He talks about it all the time and is traveling with it to Florida right now. Right now. Quip starts at just $25, and you can get yours at getquip.com slash games right now, and you'll get your first refill pack free. That's your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. We love Quip. Next up, it's Third Love. Third Love mm-hmm. is making amazing bras that Gia, Jen, and all the kind of honeys are wearing on a Gia's daily basis. today? How do you know? I saw her put it on today. But you guys aren't married yet. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. Hey! And they've got the perfect bra for you. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Find your fit with Third Love's online Fit Finder. Order and try it at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. You answer a few questions and you find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. Over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date. It's actually fun. It takes less than a minute to complete third love helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body every customer has 60 days to wear it wash it and put it to the test and if you don't love it return it and third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need third loves team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find the perfect fit stylists are available every day to help via text chat or phone returns and exchanges are free and easy Third Love knows a perfect bra for there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15 off your first order. Go to ThirdLove.com/games now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15 off your first purchase. That's ThirdLove.com/games for 15 off today, 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 today. Got you good with that one, didn't you? You did. That was uh, real good. Out today in games. Here you go, Neon Boost PC. Cool. This is the full title. Shit. Sometimes to deal with the difficulty of being alive, I need to believe there is a possibility that life is not real on PC. This
1: sounds like a Bear Courtney ass game. Let's go. (laughs) Find me a trailer. They came
0: from the sky on PC, Skywalk on PC, Badland Caravan on PC, Beetle Elf on PC, Incredible Dracula 3 Family Seeker on PC Maxwell. Throw it up. Throw it up, Barrett. (laughs) Here it is. This is the game that is out right now. A video experience. Okay, a simulation. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Online Elsewhere is uh, out today, and then I put it on here because I got confused by the Oculus Quest subreddit, and I said that Oculus Rift and S, uh, Oculus Rift S and Oculus Quest are out today, mm-hmm. but they're actually out tomorrow. But I won't be on the show tomorrow, so got this it. is once again my chance just to say I love the Quest. I'm got setting it. up the office unit in the back because mm. I, I was like, "There's no way I'm bringing mine from home in, so get one for the office." Hell yeah! So that's a big deal around right here. Barrett, I expect you to play some of it while I'm gone. Uh, cool. New dates for it. Yep. Uh, Reventure leaves Early Access on Steam June 4th. Uh, Double Fine and Namco Bandai's Rad is going to launch on August 20th. Exera uh, Survival enters Early Access on May 24th. And Night's Knights is launching June 7th. Cute. Tim? Mm-hmm. Let's get one question in here. Maybe two depending on how we go. How am feeling? No, I'm gonna do one. And it goes to the 2038 Pokemon CEO, who writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, what is signing an embargo like? Is it countless pages of legal jargon, a paragraph or bullet points of what you can and can't talk about? Are there embargoes you decline to sign? Thanks, Pokemon CEO.
1: I feel like you have much more experience than me with this, but I would say that they come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. The, the, it's all contextual based on who you're talking to. Yep. I would say the most common ones for me are an email, where there'll someone will send me an email and be like hey are you interested in doing review coverage or preview coverage or whatever for this game uh if so here's the information on what you can and can't do or whatever and it's like uh, if, if you agree to this reply i need you to say this this and this and that yeah, yes yeah. to each of the it's like kind of a terms of service type thing yeah. and you reply and then they send you a code
0: yeah for codes it's super simple it is usually like email email acts as a documentation so it is just like hey you you want this code you got to agree to this embargo or if you're i'll give you this information about the game i'm trying to get you but you have to give me this embargo sure when you go to a judges week or whatever it's way more boilerplate of like here's like yeah a a front and back document that you sign that's basically yeah you just look at the date you always look at the date
1: yeah it's usually there's a date you sign your name they usually ask like what outlet you're for yeah, and yeah. what position you have and right that's, that's all that they need
0: and it's do. that thing of they're there and it's all an honor system for the most part you yeah. know when ign or when at ign or even here when we fuck something up and publish thing an hour earlier a day before there i'm sure there's jargon in there that could take us to court but i think everybody knows in this industry that it's not done maliciously if mm-hmm. it was done maliciously it'd be a different story but it's fine Everybody's fine with it. You know what I mean? It's nobody wants to fuck over their peers, let alone the people who are making these games, let alone the companies that are helping you see them and stuff to that effect. Yeah. So yeah, it's different for everything. Usually not for for me. Most of the time it is just a, hey, I want to give you this. You agree to this thing? Yep. Okay, cool. You write back. I can, I agree to this. It's the same thing where before PlayStation will send us a code which has its own embargo, which you'll have to agree to usually. We get the thing of, hey, we're getting ready to send codes for X Game. Before we send them, you need to agree that you'll follow the social media guidelines, which is that FTC garbage we always have to do of like game provided by PlayStation. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I didn't buy it from Walmart three weeks early to review it. Son of a bitch.
1: And it's and to be clear. We only think it's bullshit because we have to do it, and like IGN doesn't,
0: and it's like why? Why? Oh yeah, I don't. I think mean, if any if you, uh, we've had this conversation a million times this show, but to just explain it one more time, I love transparency. Obviously, it's what yeah. our whole fucking this shit is built on, right? But I hate the fact that when it's I, well, oh God, I okay, I played this and I hated this or I like that, and it's like not even the review. Okay, fine, whatever. But then weeks later, I can think it's. It's all so fast and loose and it would be so much easier if they were just like, Hey, you know what? You're in the press bucket. So hear the press a bucket doesn't game, need to do the FTC. By PlayStation. Exactly. I just wanna we need to just I don't even want to do that. We need to just do a thing of like Thanks for watching the kind of funny games Or you know, in the beginning, like, this is the kind of funny games cast or all of our fucking shit. I don't know, but like yeah, uh, get it early on this and also if we review a game, it was sent to us for free chill out FTC because hmm. it's like it's uh, It's only PlayStation and now it's like there's been like one or two other little games Random that ones, have seeped yeah. in starting It's like oh, if, we're, if we're gonna have to do this we might as well just throw out a blatant blatant statement yeah. Basically, what we're saying is Barrett sucks uh, <laughs> Read between the lines. It's true. Uh, nobody squatted up today Remember if you want to squat up and get your name right here for people to come play games with, Then you need to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Uh, the problem is I was off all last week for the most part. So, like, I don't know what squad ups got read. Mm-hmm. And it's all coming together fast, and we had to go to Florida today. Quite,
1: Quite the Frandria week. A lot of friend. This week? A lot of Andrea.
0: Oh, yeah, coming up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. I'm not there yet. Don't spoil it. Oh, you shit. know what I mean? Oh, oh it's your wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, squad up with each other. Have some fun. If you're in Florida, come squad up with us. Remember, Hell meet yeah. greet at Full Sail Hall of Fame is Wednesday 1 p.m. In building 3EB's lobby. And then sometime Wednesday night off campus Orlando meet and greet. Y'all better fucking be there. I have it on good authority. Come to, Florida,
1: come to Florida. Mario Not Bros will be there.
0: I saw somebody call them out because he's like, I don't know if I'll make the drive. And he's they're like, motherfucker, you have a tattoo. Get in the car. And he's like, he, he, got yeah. it. com slash you're wrong is where we ask the people who are watching live to go to to correct us on all the things we screw up so we can set the record straight. For everybody watching later on YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe. Nanobi- not, but, but, but Nanobiologist is all over today. So let's get some through Always. some of his. Uh, the Raising Kratos documentary was made by Santa Monica Studios and produced mm. by PlayStation, not made by PlayStation, uh, as you talked about on the movie discussion. Dope. Uh, Nanobiologist again. Black Ops 5 is actually being pushed up by two years. If the cycle continues, it would have come out in 2021. Sledgehammer made Advanced Warfare. I think we cleared that up, but I don't understand. Uh, oh, no. Okay. Nope. Nano nanobiologist corrects himself. I misunderstood what you're talking the article and what you're talking about disregard the black ops thing Let's ignore all of that. Everybody. We're not. We're just ignoring. It. Don't worry about it um, Blackjack pops up and said Tim said the Xbox one is outselling the 360 as of now 60 months on the market the black uh, Xbox one X has sold 39 point 51 million units while its predecessor the Xbox 360 sold 44 point 77 million units huh. There you go uh, Nanobiologist says doctor who fans are called Whovians. I've, I thought I was making that up. I thought oh, I was making that that's up. Very, that's very real. I crushed it, huh? They're from okay. they, Yeah, they no, come I, from me. The Horton here is a Whovian. He's talking about a TARDIS. Oh... Thought- uh... Nanobiologist says and this is not a you're wrong But i'm gonna t- I'm because it's nanobiologist To follow up on the 2038 Pokemon ceos question do you keep the paper Records of any contract slash embargo you sign For your records or do you toss them when they're done Or do you need to retain the embargo uh, In documents for x amount of years For legal reasons it, at, When i sign them at an event i just fucking toss them Back at the pr person see you later and I walk away yeah, twerp yeah. <laughs> I was looking for an insult and I was like you know I'm not going to reach because I love all the people
1: uh, to and, give uh, context for my side as well because I played a bunch of games at IGN like I, there would be some go. there would be some ones that like I would have to keep because they were so complicated yeah. of like you're allowed to on this day Let at 5am
0: oh, it sounds like a rock star embargo
1: <laughs> no no it's anytime not. you get one other guest though anytime I get a Nintendo game for a review, yeah. I yeah. need to keep that one, or at least yep. keep the email, because yeah. it's a lot of things of like, during the review, you can talk about the first third yeah, and the last yeah, yeah. third, but don't talk about the there, second third. There's After a lot. Boss, there's that, this thing. That's that blah, the blah, blah, thing. Blah, blah. where
0: there like I it's, There's a little bit of a difference there in terms of what we're all talking about, right? When it's just the date, no, fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. I write in my notes or whatever. When we sign something through email, it's always there, so I don't delete an email. Don't worry about it. But then, yeah, when it is like a, a, a PlayStation first party, there's always a spoiler Guidelines at the back of like PlayStation, hey,
1: Nintendo are real deep with the stuff, which is good. I mean, in terms of at least we know what we can't. You can and start can't talk streaming
0: about. this day, but you can only play through this chapter. But when this happens, or this guy says that, it's like that kind of shit is embargoed. But it's also very clear instructions. Yeah. I think more than even an embargo. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Tim and I are going to sunny Florida, America's Wang. Again, come hang out with us. Uh, Here's the rundown of hosts for the rest of the week. Tuesday, Fran and Andrea. Wednesday, Andrea and Witta. Thursday, Fran and Andrea. Friday, Fran and snow bike right. uh, Boop, 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 boop. Uh, if you didn't know, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday on a variety of platforms. We're on <laughs> YouTube. YouTube.com, Patreon.com. You go there, you, foot, you put Kind of Funny Games in there, you find us, everybody's like, hey, there we are. Neat, cool. Uh, if you like that, like the shows, go over there, go to Kevin's Twitter, say, hey, Kev, how you doing, man? Give him a hashtag, beep-boop-beep-boop, beep, boop, yeah, have a good dude. time, Do all right? It. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.